0: Welcome to Ion. Princeton, a podcast dedicated to keeping you informed about the happenings in Princeton, Texas. Let's hand things off to your show host and Princeton resident, Mitchell Chase.
1: Greg Price, great introduction every time as usual. And thank you for checking out Ion Princeton. And we have a special episode for you today. We are at Public Works for the city of Princeton. We do have the director of Public Works with us, Tommy Mapp, and also the environmental education coordinator, Mary Abercrombie. Welcome to both of you, Tommy. Hello. Hello. Tommy's a friend of the show. He's been on before. Mary, you're new and welcome.
2: (laughs) There are a lot of
1: things that we're going to cover. So there'll be several episodes that we'll do concerning education about the environment and things we can do to make sure that we're taking care of Princeton properly. But let's start with the big topic, which is water. Mary, talk to us about some of the things that we should do as residents here about conserving water because it's been awful dry. We're not getting a lot of rain.
2: It has been dry. And realizing how much water we actually use can be kind of hard to do. 40 to 60% of your regular water. Bill ends up being irrigation and not a lot of people realize that
1: 40 to 60. That's a large percent. That's right. So what are some things we can do to ensure that, well, we're using it wisely or we're uh, spreading that 40 to or 60% around effectively, efficiently?
2: Right. Checking your irrigation controller is the first step in making sure you're not overwatering your yard for sure. A lot of controllers will be set to go off three or four times a week when really you only need to water maximum twice a week. Um, once a week is usually enough in this area. Overwatering promotes shallow roots as well. Meaning come time for fall and winter, your grass will just die out and you'll have to resod it anyhow.
1: That's very interesting. Now, my family moved to Princeton just over a year ago. It was one of the brand new homes. So, you know, sod was laid down. I mean, they were irrigation was set like to water every single day and almost every minute of every day. Okay. And that quickly got turned way down. So share that again about the overwatering or watering too much.
2: So if you overwater your yard, the roots will just sit where they are. They don't have to go anywhere. They're comfortable and happy sitting up on top of your yard rather than reaching down and searching for a little bit of water. So you want to pull back how much you water. Establishing your grass first place, of course, you need to water a lot. But typically when you move in, the sod's already been down a few weeks and they've been watering that heavily. So you want to start pulling back as soon as you can and let your grass establish itself
1: so Mm -hmm. the roots get more of a home because they go deeper yes but in the long run Mm -hmm. we can use less water we don't need as much for irrigation and then what you were saying in the winter then
2: it'll better insulate itself if it's actually attached to your ground
0: so tommy your thoughts about the irrigation the texas agri-life and extension program they kind of monitor all of this stuff and, and do a lot of research into how to keep your yard alive and healthy it's called a cycle and soak method it encourages watering once to twice a week to allow that water to soak into the ground, which uh, promotes deeper root growth for your lawn, which in turn produces healthier grass and makes that grass more able to tolerate longer periods of drought or longer periods without water, more intense sunlight, stuff like that, so...
1: How long should you water then? In other words, if you're just doing it twice a week, how long should you hit each station?
2: They're typically called zones when you get to that controller, and each zone can be set between three and seven minutes. We don't recommend going past seven minutes, and the least amount of time you water, probably the better off. So I would recommend closer to three or four minutes. Per zone there's one thing i want to
1: ask about which just came to mind and that is the ground around the foundation of my home like it's drying out and separating and it's the clay do you have any ideas what that
0: Uh, Yes, you can use a uh, soaker hose. You're allowed to run that up to two hours a day, and that's seven days a week to help maintain that foundation and and keep the moisture close to the foundation, which should uh, prevent it from shifting or or cracking or anything like that.
1: Get a soaker hose laid around the foundation. You said you can run it up to two hours a day?
0: Uh, Yeah, that's through our conservation plan. It allows for even during the summertime watering and keeping your foundation moist to prevent shifting and pulling away of the dirt.
1: Was there anything else? as far as irrigation?
2: So when it comes to your foundation, it is important to water it. But when you get further out into your actual yard, some people think running their sprinklers more often will prevent... Their yard from having those cracks that will run through where the earth seems to separate. But unfortunately, that's just not the case here in Princeton, at least, where we're in the Blackland Prairie. So the soil content is mostly clay, clay and limestone. So it's either just rock or it's that pure black hard clay. And watering your yard more often won't stop it from separating. And when it separates, it will come back together. It comes back together a little bit differently than it separated, but it's not something to worry about when it's far away away from the actual foundation of your home
1: what's interesting sure. is last year it didn't seem to happen as much is that because it's a much hotter summer than it was last year
0: it's not really uh, the heat so much as the the lack of rain we're, we're kind of oh. entering into a uh, extended drought period now whereas last year and even uh, previous years uh, going back a couple of years uh, we didn't have that uh so uh, the amount of rainfall is what's what's causing that dirt to separate. We go out into the
1: yard and we look down and said, oh my goodness, the ground's coming apart. Mm-hmm. There's a big gap. You're saying don't panic.
2: That is what naturally occurs in this area and it has for a long time. So no, don't panic. Do, if you are needing watering on your foundation, do that. Further out into your actual yard, just watering the grass with your sprinklers isn't going to fix those cracks, unfortunately. <laughs>
0: yeah, and you, you want to keep that soaker hose within 18 inches of your foundation. Okay,
1: real good. 18 inches, you got up to two hours a day, you can do that every day of the week, is that right? That's correct. That brings about, they have to ask you about billing and monitoring our water usage and so forth. You know, we do a better job with irrigation. That should bring the cost down, of course, conserving water. But how can we keep track of our usage?
2: There is an app for that. My Water Advisor will give you real-time updates on your water usage at your home.
1: All right. When it comes to billing, uh, this question's open to the both of you. How can we keep track of our water usage and... Make sure that we don't allow the bill to get too high. How do we do that?
2: You can utilize the app My Water Advisor 2.0, which is available for Android and iPhone. Simple, huh? Uh, Yeah, it gives you real-time updates of your water usage.
1: So then you go on you get the app, and then what do you do? You put in the information about... Your house address. Yeah, you put in
2: your information. If you need to call utility billing, you can. They can give you more information if there's certain stuff you don't know.
1: What have you heard from folks that are using it? What feedback are you getting?
0: Uh, It's been uh, mostly positive feedback. It allows people to monitor how much they're watering and also set alerts so that if they start approaching a set limit of the water that they budgeted for, it will allow them to uh, receive a notification that tells them, hey, you're kind of getting close to that. You may want to watch your water usage.
1: Very good. Mary, once again, where can we get the app or the name of the app?
2: The name of the app is My Water Advisor
1: 2.0. Nice. All right. I have a water question for you. Just, all right, this happens in our house. When you go to turn the hot water on in the kitchen, it takes forever for the hot water to come through. Mm-hmm. What can we start doing? Like, just, I'm just watching this water go down the drain. Do we get buckets and and, oh. save, <laughs> and save and then throw it in the backyard? Um. I don't know.
2: Some people would maybe call that uh, gray water, and you can use gray water. If you do go for gray water, so I would recommend using um, a soap if you're using true gray water that is uh, free of heavy detergents or uh, phthalates or fragrance. Sure. But you can get a bucket under your sink and throw that water that is your water to use. So I've done that personally in the past. And you can use safe soaps like for your dishes and you can reuse that water if you hand wash your dishes and you can throw that out as well. Not many people use that technique anymore, but that is a technique you can use.
1: Coming back to irrigation, let's go to the systems that we have in our home. Sometimes they can be confusing. hmm The city can help out, can't they?
2: We can. You can call us or send us an email. If need be, we can come out and assist you in setting up that irrigation controller box.
1: So you could help get it set for the twice a week,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: you know, the right amount of time, just simply calling the city and asking for help.
2: Right. And we'll set up a time with you to come out and assist you.
0: That's really cool. Tommy, your thoughts before we bring this episode to a close? Watermyyard.org, I believe, is the website that will allow you to input the information about your irrigation system, and it will send you weekly updates as to how much you need to water. Uh, it, it requires a, an extensive uh, knowledge of your irrigation and the type of sprinkler system or the type of sprinklers that you use or that you have in your yard, but uh, it, it also has generic settings, so if you don't know any of that information, you can still use it. But if you know that information, it, it's very precise as to how much how long you need to actually run your irrigation system per zone.
1: Very nice. Uh, in this episode we've been talking with Tommy Mapp, Director of Public Works, Mary Abercrombie,
0: the Environmental
1: Education Coordinator. I want to thank you both for being on Ion Princeton.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Ion Princeton, a podcast focused on the happenings in Princeton, Texas. We always welcome your feedback, ideas, suggestions, comments, or questions by email. To Mitchell Chase at MitchellMChase.com Until next time, blessings to you and yours. Eye on Princeton is produced by Chase Productions. Copyright 2022.